0: Jonathan
1: Kraft, Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Soshton. I'm Evan Novi Williams,
0: and I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports, where we talk about the latest topics in the world of sports. Let's talk about the rage room in Philadelphia, where you can break stuff. I'm I w- sorry. I was I?
1: wondering what you were going to do if you were going to bring it. Like I was like, is he going to do it? He did do it. Wreck it, Ralph. Yeah, well, if you, you wouldn't like heard, Michael Barr when he's angry. Yeah, no, <laughs> I have never seen Michael Barr angry. I've seen him tired. I've seen him hungry. But you know, you're not the hangry. You've Seen me tired and hungry. I have seen, but you don't get angry, right? No. Um, if you don't know what this is about, somebody went to one of the business ops folks, uh, you know, at the Wells Fargo Center, said we should do a rage room. I guess they have those out and about in the community. In essence, you go break stuff. You pay money. You can bring like a hockey stick in. And you can break TVs, and there's just stuff in the room, and a lot of it is adorned with the uh, logo of the visiting team that night, and and you break it. I mean that. I mean I don't know what else is other than that. I mean if you're really looking for differing revenue streams in sports, all right. But Evan, you and I kind of blustered a little bit the price here. Yeah, I loved the idea until I heard yeah. how much it costs. Thirty-five bucks for one person, sixty dollars for two. Like. If I need to break something, I'll go break something that in my house that's less than thirty-five bucks and buy a new one. <laughs> yeah, you, you can go <laughs> put this, a mirror out in yeah, the backyard yeah, 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 and smash yeah, yeah, yeah. it. There you go. But uh, this is uh, the only thing I think, Evan. You and I we touched on like we you can sign up ahead of time, like for the time five thirty-six, six thirty, little blocks of time here. But we thought maybe variable pricing, almost like almost like surge pricing with Uber. Like if your team, your hockey team, the Flyers, just coughed up a three goal lead and lost in overtime? You want to go to the rage room? That's going to cost you a little bit
0: more. <laughs> wait, wait, really? That they're they're tacking on more.
2: No, this is far. this is what Scott, I'm suggesting. Scott and I oh, were just suggesting
1: this
0: <laughs> that, like you should be able
2: to book the rage room for like flyers down by two, flyers down by three, and, and the price can change. The price can
1: change. Variable pricing depending on the
0: situation it's like on live the ice. Like online betting, or- man, in, uh, on online betting. Yeah, like it's that. like
1: when when um when Kawhi hit the shot in Philadelphia last. Was that in Philly or was it in Toronto? Mm, I don't know. Well, oh, when he hit that shot, let's just say it was in Philly. When he hit that shot to eliminate the Sixers, can you imagine the line of people to go into the rage room? Now that would be good. Yeah, that's what the, I want to see some variable pricing on this thing. Yeah, I,
2: so I think this is a, a a good idea. I would imagine if it is actually successful, that other other arenas will copy it. I can see some potential um, unintended consequences
1: you of, uh, of this one. Well, you, can't, um, you can't take the stick into the uh, the concourse. You have to leave all the yeah, items. Yeah, I mean
2: uh, the someone could easily get get hurt doing this I'm sure there's a, a number of waivers that you sign beforehand Class is hard hat yeah I think encouraging uh-huh. you know this kind of, of of anger even in a closed environment I might have some pitfalls but Kudos to the Flyers. It feels very on brand, by the way, for, for Philadelphia to be, yeah. the, uh, to, to be the team that is doing Broad the, Street Bullies. But b- kudos to the Flyers for for thinking outside the box, and I think we just,
0: we just yeah, need Bobby more Clark of this. Bobby Clark and Reggie Leach, they're loving this. Yeah, sometimes the Philly fans, they don't have to go to a Rage Room. Uh, sometimes yeah, it can the happen. The whole arena is the Rage yeah. Room. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, <laughs> it is a good they idea. They need this at the link. The Eagles need this. They have a jail already. Now they need the Rage Room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to the NBA and I'm not making light of this but good grief Charlie Brown one tweet and this has set off the firestorm heard around the world and since the last time we talked about this uh, a couple of days ago there have been more dramatic events that has taken place
1: yeah where we stand bar as we discuss this now is most of the Chinese sponsors have pulled out all of the references to the game, the murals, the signs, all that seems to be going away, being taken down. All the media opportunities and even stuff for charity, they're not happening. Whether or not the game takes place, the two games, we don't know yet, and it's supposed to be the Brooklyn Nets and LeBron James and the Lakers right. playing. These are some big stars, and Joe Ty owns the Nets. so Right now, the games are on. The questions that I'm hearing from most people, will will there be a crowd? Will people be afraid to go? Will it be broadcast outside of China? We already know CCTV has said no inside China. Will it be broadcast? ESPN is supposed to show it? Sure. So these are unanswered questions. And even if you're the NBA and the participants, the answer has to be right now, I don't know. Because the government controls everything.
2: And and beyond just the, these two preseason games that are still scheduled to be you know played at the end of the week in 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 China, uh, the NBA is clearly worried in some capacity about its revenue streams in China. And I actually think it might be helpful for people if we just kind of break down when we say the NFL does billions of dollars a year in China, what we what what exactly that means, and you that mean the starts NBA? yeah the NBA right. that starts with two pretty huge broadcast deals, right? One of which is a digital deal with Tencent. It's a five-year deal. It's $1.5 billion total. Uh, And then a a TV deal with CCTV, which is the state-run TV network. Uh, I don't have the numbers on that one. I imagine it is also quite big. Those are the two big ones, Uh, For for the NBA, there's also obviously a lot of merchandise that gets sold in China. There are events in China like these preseason games. There are other tournaments and things like that. China
1: is a de facto licensing business throughout the throughout the country.
2: Yeah, so 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 there there, there's licensing opportunities as well. Um, And then there's also partners, right? There are a number of Chinese companies who sponsor the NBA league as a whole. And then outside of that entire ecosystem, there are individual team sponsors, right? And the Rockets had a lot of these. They <laughs> yeah. probably had the most yeah. of any team because of how popular the Rockets are in China. But if you were to go to a game at the Toyota Center last year, you would see Mandarin signage around that the Rockets had, you know, six to 10 Chinese companies that paid them sponsorship money. So so each team has sponsorship. And then also in this ecosystem are individual players, right? And, and Scott, you know this. There are individual players who are very popular in China. They go over there once or twice a year in the offseason. Curry,
1: Harden, LeBron.
2: Um, Even Durant. very often with their shoe companies, right? Um, Kobe Bryant, you know, who is not playing anymore, obviously, remains, I would imagine, one of the most popular NBA players in China. Iverson was beloved in China. Sure, yeah. Um, So all of this, this entire ecosystem is a multi-billion dollar a year ecosystem, and that all of that is what the NBA, I think, right now feels might be potentially under threat.
0: Well, that's the thing. You talk about the ecosystem. I'm going to give you three sides of this. James Harden, when this first broke, he came out and apologized. Immediately. Hey, we're sorry. We, yeah. we love the China. The problem
1: James Harden's going to have, and I would say, therefore, by extension, Adidas, is that he's got the Rockets on his chest. Right. And the anger, yes, it's the NBA because Adam Silver said, well, we back Daryl Morey's free speech, and so the, the, uh, the government did not find that suitable get it but this all started with with maury and he's the houston rockets right so he's uh, james Harden is wearing rockets across his chest he's right there in the crosshair
0: but the second side of this this is a three-sided triangle here uh adam silver when he came out the uh, nba commissioner and said listen uh we don't uh, you know this is unfortunate what has happened but we support, as the league, well, there were, freedom far, of There speech. was statement number one, mm, right. which yeah.
1: was viewed as too deferential in the U.S., right. and then there was statement number two clarifying, right. no, we backed our more which was unacceptable to the Chinese. So Adam Silver must be sitting here with palms up saying, "My I, both statements and neither side is happy. He's literally caught in the middle. I,
2: I would say that that was a very intentional. By the my guess is that that was intentional by the NBA, right? To, to to give two two statements who are that are kind of similar but have subtle differences, neither of which make anybody happy. But I'm sure Adam knew from the get go. You know, he he doesn't want to. He's not going to back the Chinese government full throatedly. He's not going to back what Daryl Morey said full throatedly. He wants to be somewhere in the middle and and kind of giving two statements that you know lean a little bit each way. I think is the right the right way to do
0: that. Well, someone who's now not in the middle is uh the San Antonio Spurs coach Greg Popovich he was way behind uh, Adam Silver, saying he's a progressive kind of leader for the NBA and supported Adam Silver so you have yeah, the he three supported Adam
1: edits. supporting Daryl which is free speech right. so easy for Greg Popovich seems like a no-brainer from you know uh, from where he stands so here's
2: a question that, that's been you know at the heart of this whole thing right who, who do we think needs the other more does does the NBA need? China and that market and those billions of dollars more, or does China need the NBA, which is tremendously popular among its billions of people? Um, do they need the NBA more?
0: Well, I think the NBA needs China, and they and they realized it real fast. There's a lot of money over there. Mm.
1: Well, sure, and they've been working decades to extract that money. It doesn't just happen. You just don't show up in China and say, "Hey, we're here, open for business." It's relationships, it's decades, and even now you see, even with all that work. One tweet, and it doesn't make a darn bit of difference. Yeah.
2: And that's a good point. That when we talk about the billions of dollars that the NBA does in China, the, the potential in the future, if you look ahead 15, 20 years, if things were continuing along the course that they were on, could be much, much bigger than that. Right. Do
1: we, do we tease Don Cornwell now, this week's guest, to Absolutely, sort of show he yeah. Don, we do talk about China with Don, and his take that this whole thing when it's all said and done, just blip on the radar screen for the NBA.
0: Finally, let's talk about U.S. Olympics, Rule 40, go. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: the, the the for a long time the, there have been a rule about what companies are allowed to market during the Olympics. Oh, um, let's have some fun, Evan! Been... You
1: just won the <laughs> the marathon at the Olympics. Yeah, you are allowed to do what?
2: Uh, so uh, under previous rules, I was only I'm not allowed to thank my sponsors unless my sponsors are either US OPC, Olympic partners. Yeah, yeah, they have to be an official Olympic partner, and that either means the top tier with the IOC, right? Which is you know, Samsung, it's Coca-Cola, it's Visa, or pricey. the next tier down with the U.S. OPC, the U.S. National, right, which is Nike and Polo Ralph Lauren and United Airlines, etc. Those things are tremendously pricey, right? Um, and a lot of these, you know, runners are a perfect example. A lot of runners are not sponsored by Nike; they're sponsored by another company. And for a long time, they were not allowed to thank Adidas at the podium. Adidas was not allowed to congratulate and Evan and Williams way, they for would, winning gold. There was
1: also a carve-out period even before the games. Exactly. Like, so yeah, it started. It started leading up to the games. And you could and you can't mention. Worth noting that you can't even like mention. Let's say Tokyo 20. What you can't yeah. use the marks or right. the the, uh, the words associated with the Olympics. So games.
2: what's been lucid now is that I am allowed as an athlete now seven <laughs> times, I believe, is the total. But I'm <laughs> allowed this, a certain but... amount of times to thank a sponsor of mine. Who is not an official IOC or USOC partner? Uh, the company that sponsors me is allowed to congratulate me if I do well on the games. They're allowed to congratulate me in marketing. Both those things are new, and I think those are those are nice developments. The other big thing for for a long time, you had to submit all of your marketing opportunity your your marketing plans to the USOPC months before the games because they had to approve Pre-approval. Pr- approve everything and one of the biggest frustrations for brands is that you know deciding in january what you want your marketing to look like for games that are in july is not easy it's difficult and it and it and it constrains you it's a handcuff of some sort that is now lifted so so you can be a little bit more nimble you can be a little bit more agile with your marketing now that you don't need to submit them all in january 6 months ahead you of you know the games.
1: What, i mean right off the bat just one thing doesn't make sense we have an athlete who has in the past Won eight gold medals in a single Olympics. Yep. Right. Yep. So this Michael is Phelps. not this is not theoretical. This is Phelps in Beijing, won eight gold medals, and yet. We're allowed seven thank yous. <laughs> At least make it the number that's already so, been done. The so got one eight. Make it eight. So if
2: he's on track, he might have to, to skip one early yes, on, just yes. in case he wins that eight. Or one.
1: double up on a thank you with a with a <laughs> you
0: know, dooski. Thank yeah. you
1: Speedo and uh, and Under Armour. Yeah, uh,
0: that wouldn't that, NASCAR wouldn't survive in this. I like to thank the Jiffy Pop, Coca Cola, Nike, Chevrolet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't gonna happen, man. Michael Barr. <laughs> <was good>. Michael Barr. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> that's that's NASCAR. Living, I, man. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> one one other
2: thing on this that I, I am curious what for a long time obviously the fact that you know the only people that could reference athletes during the games were you know these top tier partners made those sponsorships very expensive, right? There was an exclusivity built into that that made them very pricey. Uh, I am curious if this might start shifting some money more towards athletes and less towards the IOC and the USOPC. If the fact that, like, that exclusivity no longer is is fully exclusive. Right? Uh, I'm going
1: to say no. They want those rings, baby. Fair. Gonna, you want those Certainly rings. Certainly possible, yeah. yeah.
0: This has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday for you at the same time talking about some of the biggest topics in sports. By the way, you can follow me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. You can follow me at Sashnik.
2: You can follow me at Novi underscore Williams. And join us at the end of the week. Scott already said it. We're talking with Don Cornwell, partner over at PJT. You know, he's big in deals for team acquisitions, entertainment deals, gambling deals. We had a good conversation.
0: You have been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports, and you can get our show wherever you get your podcasts.